Cheers, bro. Um, from an evangelist, obviously, but, um, yeah, I had a girlfriend, was living with a girlfriend and, uh, she kind of got over our lifestyle, cut a long story short. She got over our lifestyle and decided she wanted to follow Jesus, find Jesus. She was from a Christian family, uh, originally. And, uh, I, I went, I was brought up in, in, uh, private schools. So I, I thought I knew more about Jesus than her. Um, and so she went off and found Jesus and then, um, in a short way, con me to get to church and uh, met some footy players. So I connected and uh, found Jesus about uh, eight months later, something like that. So yeah, that's it. I was 19 then. Yeah. Wow, 19. And, and in that time that you've been a believer, um, <coughs> what what journey has God taken you on? Sort of like in regards from where you were to where you are now. What are some of the? I think say two of the biggest changes that Jesus brought about in your life. Well, obviously, Jesus radically changed me, especially through the, my value system totally changed. Uh, my family uh, rejected uh, Christianity. Um, and so I think one of the biggest changes just changed my career. Uh, that was real hard at the time. I thought it was hard. Um, and so uh, that, that, that happened at the age of 21. Um, I read a book called um, Commandos for Christ, if you've ever read it. If you've never read it, don't read it. You'll get challenged. So I don't know how that works. But anyway, so, yeah, and so that, that changed me. Um, and I left New Zealand and uh, didn't know where I was going, really, uh, and ended up in Sydney and um, said I'd never. Uh, so that was like the first major change. And as I did Jesus for the last uh, 10 years after that, uh, said I'd never pastor a church. And today I pastor a church. So, uh, yeah, and so that, that's been the crazy changes that's happened in my life. Yeah. Okay. So, what are you doing now? I know you're pastoring a church, but what are you doing now? What has God called you to do? What's your heart beat for the kingdom of God? Well, I suppose, you know, you, 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 as you grow as a Christian, you, you, you see the context and the culture uh, of the Christian church uh, overall. And, and you, you kind of, for me, there was different challenges. Um, and so when God called me to plant a church, uh, that was very, uh, I really didn't, wasn't that keen. So I had to ask God, why would I do something that was uh, similar to what is already happening? And so one of the challenges God put on my heart, he said, I want you to um, plant a church where you raise up a whole new generation of unbelievers uh, in the faith. And um, so that's what we went about doing. And um, has a lot of challenges, and, and we did that. And uh, most of our uh, young families, uh, young people that came to faith are now having kids and uh, getting married. I feel like I'm going through a wedding season every summer. Uh, so And so that's happening, and, and we've done that. And, and so we, we specifically, um, I believe evangelism in some ways is a science. Uh, you just got to study it and understand it. Uh, it comes down to the end of it. It comes down to the miraculous Holy Spirit, you know, God working, uh, and, and you just really putting yourself out there. But there's a science to it. And so I, I kind of did the numbers. 
really. That's what I did. And uh, I worked with an organization called New Tribes, and because they, they did the numbers and went, well, we can kind of, if we go here, we're definitely going to, well, they didn't say definitely, but there's a good chance we're going to see people come to faith. And so they went where no one else was. Well, I did the numbers in Australia and went, well, where, when do most people come to faith? And most people come to faith in their teenage years. 80% of the church comes to faith young. So I just went, well, I'm, I'm going to try and make it easy on myself. And so I just targeted youth. And I didn't target youth because I love youth. Everyone thinks I love youth. <laughs> I love youth. Okay? I just do the signs. And I see them come to faith. And I'm like, well, it works. <laughs> you know what I mean? And... Um, I would rather lead families to faith all day, every day. I would rather lead older people to faith all day. Why? Because you can have great conversations with them. You know what I mean? You can actually talk philosophy. You can talk finance. You can talk children. You can't do that to teenagers. You know, you've got to say, get off Facebook. Get off Instagram. I'm talking to you. Listen to me. You know what I mean? And they're foolish. Amen. The scriptures say that. I'm not saying you are. Scriptures say you're foolish. And so th- those are the challenges you've got. And so uh, I just targeted youth. And, 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 and I had a bigger picture. And, and that if you break into, uh, like I'm a busy guy. Uh, you know, when I had teenagers, I was a busy guy. And so my, um, how, how do people get into my life? Because I'm a Christian, I'd let them in. But most people don't want to. They haven't got time. So how do I get into their life? Get their children. You get their children, you get into their life. And so, again, the science behind the madness, target them. So. Sorry, that's awesome. <laughs> um, in regards, what, what way are you reaching out in the school? Because you're like in heaps of schools and you can dig it out in heaps of schools. Um, you don't tell them that. I mean, no, no, too late. <laughs> but like in regards, reaching out to schools and, and how do you reach into the youth in order to reach the families and, and what you got planned for this year, bro? How can we can partner with you in regards to youth or school boys? Yeah, so we... we um, so we do, obviously, do quite a few high schools. Um, so, you know, the, the cool thing about when you get saved is, depending how you got saved, you think that's the only way to get saved. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I became a Christian through Gideon, so I must join Gideon's. You know what I mean? Uh, I became a Christian on a Sunday morning sitting in a church service. Don't know how I got there, so everyone must come to a church service. We just It's like we copy what, what God did in our life, you know what I mean? And, uh, and so what happens is when, when young people get saved and, and, and you get to... Uh, disciple them out of their foolishness, which is awesome because they're hungry for it. You know, give me some wisdom. Um, they think the only way anyone else is going to get saved is if they go back in the high school and help you. And so they come back in. And so we've created these teams uh, in different areas and people have left Bridgewater and, and gone on to um, become parts of other youth programs. Uh, you know, churches, uh, you know, and so, and we connect with them uh, in uh, Campbelltown, Northern Beaches, uh, there's a guy uh, not far from here, uh, Penrith, we, we're connecting with some, St. Clair's, uh, we're, in, we're in different areas, connecting with groups that, that want to partner with us, and, and um, we just have multiple high schools that we're in, 
and uh, just trying to teach and, and share and, and lead people to faith. And then we have a camp that we, we, we go to. Uh, we run twice, three times a year. And, uh, you know, because if you, if you ask a lot of kids, a lot of kids got saved through camps. And I knew that, that, that they were powerful because I know we had camps when we were young, me and Joe. Uh, Joe was young one stage, he had hair, and, uh, and, and, and he could run. I'm not sure if he can. I'm, I'm sure he can. And, um, and, and so we run camps and, and we just, yeah, kind of repeat a system that, that's been out there for years. But I, I'm just trying to analyze the science of it and make it a little bit easier on myself because as I get older, I get tireder. Anyway, and so that, that's what we're doing. And, and so we, you know, we, we're down in Kellyville right now. Uh, it's hard to get scripture teachers. It's a hard job. It's not easy. Because the reality is when you have 30 kids in a classroom every week, they don't really, you're, this is rocky ground. I don't know if any of you have ever done hard work. Well, rocky ground, the heart of man is hard. And, and especially when they're, they're, they're teenagers, they, they don't want to listen. And so you, you've got, you, you know, and as much as you're great, your curriculum might be awesome. You know, it might have been done by theologians. But you put that into a classroom with 30 kids for 40 weeks of the year, you're, gonna, you're not going to get, oh, hallelujah. You're going to get, oh, you again. That's what you're going to get. And so it's hard to get scripture teachers, and I know that. And so, uh, you know, how do I, so the art of, of scripture teaching is, well, how do I make it fun? Not fun as in, let's play some games. Fun as in, how do we see souls really get hungry for Jesus? Because when that happens, fun, it's fun. You know, I've been kicked out of five schools. It's fun. By churches. Not by schools, and so there's different things that happens, and and so we, when we started down in Kellyville, we, we're just trying to challenge ourselves because I know from from our perspective that that one of the keys in working in schools is it's relationship, and that's a key. And you know, when you build a strong relationship with a, with a young person, when you become their friend, you can preach hellfire and brimstone all you want. Because the key is the relationship, not necessarily the theology. And as much as you might preach how far in brimstone, they're still your friend, you know? Uh, and so it's, the, you, you're kind of working on that dynamic. And then if they come to faith, you've you now got to go, well, how do we disciple that well? How do we disciple that in that area well? That becomes a challenge. And so we're in Kellyville going, well, how do we do this better? If we start seeing young people come to faith... How do we engage it into the area? You know, and that's, so that's our challenge because I know, you know, I could just say to them, well, just go to a church. Well, they've never been to church before, but they'll go where you go. The relationship, it's like you've just created the 12 disciples and so they'll follow you anywhere. And, and so, so you, got, you, you, you kind of got to partner that with them, I believe, in an area because it's like oh, I've left... I, I've, in a sense, I've, I've, I've uh, kind of been a bad parent at times in discipleship and left disciples too early, and I've seen the fruit of it, unfortunately. It's not been the greatest. And so how do I do it better? And that's what I'm always challenging myself to. And so then I kind of, one of our girls who started out here was like, 
what do we do, Rog? And, and, and Joe came to mind. And, and because I know Joe, uh, we kind of talked. And, and, you know, this is – and so we're going, well, how do, we, how do we generate these young people if they start really coming through? What do, what do we partner them into? What's, what's the bigger picture than just teaching scripture? And so that's the challenge is, is, is the partnership. Because when I become a spiritual parent, I actually want to be a responsible spiritual parent. Amen? You know, you know my, my son just had a child, my first grandchild the other day, okay? And, uh, and so I'm not a grandparent. My name's Chief, okay? That's what I call myself, okay? And uh, they're like, oh, Papa. No, Grandmom Chief. And, uh, and, and so, you know, when, when I had my first child, I didn't just walk out of the hospital and go, oh, see you in 20 years. I didn't do that. Me and my wife walked out of the hospital and went, oh, no, we've got to take this child home. We don't even know what we're doing. And, and we've got a journey with our children for 20, 40, I don't know how long. They're only 24, my oldest. So 24 years, that's parenting, amen? And, and so how do, I, how, how do we make great disciples as a parent? Because it's not about get saved, see you later. We wouldn't do that with our baby. And the scriptures talk about partnership in the kingdom. It talks about sharing in the inheritance, sharing in the glory. God the Father is a parent to us. And Paul had this heart where he said, you know what, to the Ephesus church at Ephesus, I've got to come back and I've got to be with you. And when he left, he cried. Why? Because he was a parent, a spiritual parent. And so that's, we, we, got, we got, well, if we're going to be responsible for souls, we've got to parent this into greatness. That's the challenge, you know? And so what I'm going to do is just give them to Joe. Go well. And, well, well our, so we've got to do it somehow. We've got to transition it to, to somehow where, it's, where it's, 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 it's growing, it's living, it's, it's, it's discipling, it's, it's repeating itself in that and, and so that's where we've kind of connected so we can somehow create something that's more local. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if that makes sense, but anyway. It makes perfect sense, bro. Okay, so, it's cool. So what's going to happen? So we're running the camp in October. Mm. Okay, camp in October. How many kids usually get each week? Um, so we started with about eight from one school when we first started in high schools. And it's grown to about two to three hundred. And, um, and we're working in now anywhere between... 10 to 15 schools I think and so um, yeah over the week first week we'll have 120 to 150 uh, we're only allowed 150 so I always say we only have 150 um, and then the second week will be the same 150 because um, that's all we're allowed supposedly we don't count beyond that <laughs> so but yeah Cool. I suppose the partnership, uh, will, you know, our first goal is how many kids can we get on camp? Because we know that we can hopefully take them to the next level. Um, so we're, we're working at lunch times now with a, a group of kids and, and we're trying to stir them up, seeing if they really want to become Christians, all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and then our, our goal will get them camp because we'll have an intense time with them for a week. We'll just pour into their lives, you know what I mean? Because they won't get that. You know, they have us for like 
40 minutes, they go away, they go back into the world, lose that concentration. It's like the farmer's got to go back every day. He's got to water the seed, water the seed. Well, I'm only coming back once a week, you know what I mean? And so 40 minutes I get, and I'm, I'm maybe lucky to get 10 minutes into their lives. So camp just intensifies it. You know what I mean? It just, it just becomes like the seasonal harvest. And so our goal would be then just to somehow ignite something from camp. That's what, that's what we're praying for. This is what the girl that's praying for that I'm working with, that's what she wants to do. She's feeling the burden. She's feeling the responsibility. She's scared. She says she doesn't know what I'm, I'm doing. I said, join the club. And so she's kind of doing all this, and, and she's praying that something will come out of camp. And so our partnership would be either, you know, if people want to get involved, especially in the lives, you kind of got to get involved in the lives of young people, and I know you're not a youth worker, and join the club, and, uh, you know, and so you kind of got, if you want to touch base with some of these lives, uh, if we can get them to camp, be praying, be fasting, you know what I mean, I'm praying, you're like, yeah, easy fasting, I'm like, oh, no, I'm on pizza, right, and, uh, you know, and so be praying that, that we would just get a, a really good number of kids and, and see something happen, you know what I mean, just see some miracles happen, see some hunger and uh, we can just work from that and, and then uh, as we come back. So, you know, if you want to partner with that, feel free to come to camps in October. I mean, you can throw it up on, it's us. Uh, just pump this in. I don't know if you, do you go, are you on the internet here? No? Uh, that's okay, cool. Aren't you guys all IT workers? You look like IT workers. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> My son's IT worker, don't worry. He's, he's not Asian. Um and, and so, and, and so, um, searchcamp.com, S-U-R-C-H, okay, S-U-R-C-H, searchcamp.com, okay, you can YouTube search camp when you get a chance, there's heaps of videos, if there's some bad ones, that, that wasn't me, um, and so searchcamp.com, uh, it's up there, and they register online, and so we have bus pickups going all around different places in Sydney, and um, if you want to get involved, look, we've got plenty of stuff to do. There's always, you know, we always want cooks, okay? Uh, so we, we run this camp, and, and see, I targeted it at, at, at our area when we first started in the Hawkesbury. We run it for 90 bucks for a week. That includes your transport, okay? Um, and so we run it like that, and, and I just kind of think a, a, a non-Christian parent will go, 90 bucks for a week, I get rid of my kid. Yeah, take him. So I'm trying to think like the parent, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, if I said 400 bucks, the parent would go, mm. if you say $400 to a Christian parent, they're like, yeah, take him, give him more of Jesus. But you say that to a non-Christian, they're usually a little bit doubtful, unless it was an academic camp or a sports camp or something like that. But if you say, you know, 90 bucks, hang out at the beach, it's kind of a Christian camp. Oh, yeah, hey, you know, I always say, well, give us another 100, we'll leave him there. Uh, <laughs> so some of them up for that. Um, so, yeah, so... Can you get involved? Yeah, you can come along. If, maybe if you want to teach scripture, come along, help out. We, we try and build teams into schools. It's hard, but you've got to build teams because scripture is so hard, it's, it's, uh, you can burn people out real quick. And you're just burning them out. And if they're not pumping, if they're not like gifted in evangelism, they, they can just kind of like be too nice with the kids. And whereas I just go, target the soul, I target the soul, target the soul until I get a breakthrough. And um, when I get a breakthrough, I get excited. It works. Jesus, you work. Amen. Cool. So did I answer your question, bro? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, thanks, thanks. So if you are interested, if you are interested, please come and see me. Please come and see me. We would love to partner and see what God will do. Yep. Please come and see me. Roz has uh, various uh, yeah, like meetings and stuff like that in preparation for it. 
this is something to see what God is doing. I mean, we celebrate 20 years next year of what God's been doing faithfully amongst this church. Mm. And, and to see what God will do in the lives of other people is just an avenue that God has granted us to enable us to be a part of that work in the kingdom. Mm. So, um, yeah, catch up, talk. We can sit down and we get things. Because I'd love to go to the camps and stuff and hang out and wreak havoc there. So, bro, um, I know you've been speaking already. Meg, just I want to pray for you. Mm. And then uh, we'll share the word with us. Father, we thank you so much for Roger. Thank you for the heart that you've given him to do this, God. Thank you for the wisdom that you've given him to be able to study the science of kingdom and the way that you will equip him to reach out